0: Shalom Let me tell you a beautiful story of the Balshemtov, as it is being told by the previous Rebbe in one of his letters. As you know, it's the Balshemtov was always besimcha, especially when he did a mitzvah. A mitzvah brought out so much simcha in the Balshemtov that everybody loved being around the Balshemtov when he did mitzvahs always very joyous one Pesach it was before Pesach Talmidim came to be Pesach by the Balshemtov. Tov and as you know on the day before Erev Pesach it's a minhag all over the world Jews for thousands of years every year the day before Erev Pesach we go to a well with buckets and we draw water and that water has to stay overnight in some room someplace and then the next day, erev Pesach in the afternoon, we they bake without water special matzahs for the night of Pesach. Special minhag, and these are very special matzahs because they're baked erev Pesach in the afternoon, and those matzahs are used for the seder to do the mitzvah of eating matzah on the night of Pesach. It's called ma'im shelonu, ma'im water that stayed overnight. Usually, going when people go to draw the water, it's a very special happy time. Time of the Ribrashab. The Bachem and the Shiva would dance when they would go draw the water. And many other places people dance and sing. It's a very special time of joy and happiness in Simcha when people go and do this miser, drawing the water, special water to bake matzahs for the night of Pesach. Shem Tov also was usually, usually very happy. That year also they went to draw water, and the Bal Shem Tov went also along to draw the water for the special mitzvah of matzah, and everybody was very happy. It was a great simcha. And as you know, the night of erev Pesach, after dark, we go and check the chametz. Bedikas chametz is also a big mitzvah. Boshemtov used to do this with great joy every year, but that year, unfortunately, the boshemtov did bedikas chametz, and everybody saw in his face that he was very sad. He wasn't a simcha. People didn't understand what was going on. Bashemter is usually very besimcha when he does a mitzvah, especially B'dikas Chametz. Here he was very sad. He seemed like very tense and very, very nervous. Nobody understood what was going on. B'al finished B'dikas much faster than usual. And he went into his room and closed the door. Everybody saw in the face of B'al that something is going wrong. Something wrong is going on. B'al is very, very concerned and very upset. Nobody knew what. Bar-Shem Tov sat in his room for several hours, and then, after uh, short, be- shortly before midnight, he came out of his room and he asked ten talmidim, ten of his talmidim, to come and enter the room next door to his room. He had a room where he he sat. There was a room next door to his room, and he said they should go into that room, and they should say tikun chazais, tikun chatzais is a tefillah, a prayer that many tzaddikim say every night at midnight. This is people that are really, really saddened by the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash and the golas of the Yidden. And they go every night and cry and cry at midnight, the middle of the night at Chatzos. They cry for the golas of the Yidden and the the Choban of the Beis HaMikdash. And they ask Hashem to bring back the Beis HaMikdash and bring Mashiach. Most people don't do it because... Usually only Tzaddikim that really, really feel the pain and they, they hurt because the Besameknech is still not rebuilt. The Baal told the Talmidim that they should also say Tikon Chatzois that night. And they will hear his voice from the other room that he will also be davening. But if they don't hear him anymore, they hear his quiet, then they should be concerned because something may have happened to him. They should take Tehillim she stopped saying Tikkun chatzays, take Tehillim and start saying the, the words of Tehillim with great kavanah. Daven to Hashem that everything should be good with the Baal Shem Tov. So they, Talmidim went into the room, they said Tikkun chatzays. they could hear the Baal Shem Tov in the other room also davening, but then suddenly they heard that his voice became silent, quiet. And they knew that this is the time, they have to stop saying Tikkun chatzays. It takes till him start start davening with great kavana that Hashem should help the Baal Shem Tov that nothing should happen to him. They didn't; they weren't in the room, so they couldn't see what was going on. But as they were saying to Hillim, one of the talmidim of the Baal Shem Tov, a great tzaddik, he was called Reb Tzvi, the Sefer. He was the Sefer of the Baal Shem Tov. He would write the tefillin and mezuzas for the Baal Shem Tov. He came into the room very, very alarmed, and he said to the talmidim. I've just been in, inside the room of the of the Balshemtov, and he's lying on the floor and his body is not moving, nothing, not moving at all. I'm very, very scared. I don't know what's going on. When Talmud heard this, they immediately started saying, tell him louder with greater kavan and crying, crying, hysterically because they knew something is really terribly wrong and they were worried what was happening to the Baal Shem Tov. Who knows what's happening to him? and they started saying to till, him, till, till sunrise. And then more Talmidim came from outside who didn't know what was going on overnight. They came in for Davin Shachis and they suddenly heard, heard what happened to the Baal Shem Tov and they were also crying. They went to the mikvah and they said to him till they saw the Baal Shem Tov's breath came back. He started breathing and his body started moving a little bit until he woke up, but he was very, very weak. And he said, We're going to Davin but I want to go to the mikveh first. He couldn't walk on his own two feet because he was so weak. And they carried him on a chair to the mikveh. Bashemta went inside the water, and Bashemta would go in the mikveh very often. He would stay like for a little while under the water. It's not easy, but the Bashemta would stand under the water. And at that time, his Nishama would go and get in, G- in Ganadin in the higher worlds and see what's going on. When the Bashemta came up from the water, his face was like white and his eyes were like bulging big which usually the Tov looked like that when he, his neshama was not there. His neshama was up in Shamaim looking for what's going on there. So they could see in his face that he was, his neshama wasn't really there. But they carried him back to Shol. By the time they get to Davani he came back and the Daven shaches. Went back to his room people saw in his face he wasn't happy very very sad very concerned very nervous They came mincha time before mincha he said to the talmidim um, actually he said it before is also they should daven with the kavanas of rosh Hashanah Kavanas of rosh Hashanah rosh Hashanah where we daven to Hashem to give us a good year forgive us for everything we should have the same kavanas now on erev air of Pesach in the morning but that's what Shemter said. And not only that, he said he should add that fill of Anenu, Anenu, which we say only on a fast day when it's very sad, like Tisha B'Av, Shavasabatamus, and some Gedalia. These are the days we say Anenu in Sheman To say today Anenu, they realize something terribly wrong it must be going on, and nobody can see it, but he sees in mind that something, there's a great Kitrug like a, gzera, a decree against the Jewish people. They don't know what it is. And everybody was very sad and very concerned. After Mincha, the Balshem sat down and gave words of Torah to his Midim. And he talked about Bitochen. And he says Bitochen means that even when you are in a situation when it doesn't seem like you're going to be saved from it, nothing looks like as a possibility to save you. And nevertheless, he trusts that Hashem can save you. For example, I give you, I give you an example. Somebody is in the middle of the water, in the ocean, in the sea, and he's drowning. He doesn't have anything. He's alone. He's swimming, but it's, but it's, a, it's, it's in the sea. It's deep water. So but he sees like a boat, not far away. So he starts swimming to the boat. And he trusts Hashem, Hashem. you will make sure that I can get to the boat and be saved. That's not real betachen, because you hope that the boat will save you. But if a person doesn't see anything around himself, it looks like empty. There's no way, you know, n- when you look around yourself, you don't see any way you can be saved. And then you trust Hashem can do anything. Even if it doesn't look like it, that you're going to be saved, but you trust that Hashem can save you, that is real betachin. what Shem was teaching to Yisrael me and then they they went away. They went home to get ready for the seder. People Dav Meirif, went to the seder, and during the seder again, the Shem Tov looked like sad. Sometimes he was a little bit joyous because it's Pesach, but mostly he was not happy the way he's every year. Uh, by the seder, usually Shem Tov was extremely besemcha, would sing the Agadah, and he would say a lot of words of Torah on different pieces of the Agada. But this year. This year he was not, on any, um, not saying anything. But she was reading Dagoda quietly, very sadly. People were very concerned, and they wanted to hear some words of Torah. Every year, Talmidim would wait for months for the night of the Seder to hear new, deep, divri Torah. And um didn't say a word. Everybody was very quiet, and they were reading the Dagodah quietly and sad. And suddenly, the quiet was interrupted by a very strong laughter. Laughter. People looked up. Who is laughing? The Balshem Tov. Tov. started laughing so hard. He laughed and laughed and laughed. People didn't understand. Why was he laughing? Nobody said a joke. Nobody said anything funny. Nobody did anything funny. Why is he laughing? Nobody knew. But one thing they all saw, after the Balsham finished laughing, from now on the Seder was very happy, very happy. Everybody ate. The Balsham was very happy, very besimcha. So everybody also, also became very happy and everything changed. Nobody understood what went on. Why was the Balsham Tov said till now? And now suddenly he's, he's laughing and now he's besimcha. What's going on? Nobody asked. People were afraid to ask. They didn't want to ask the Balsham So, tin. Then everybody um kept quiet they didn't say anything but after Yontov, the balsham tov explained now you have to understand that the balsham tov was born 50 years after a very famous terrible pogrom took place in europe a pogrom is when goyim come and they destroy jewish communities and they kill many jews it's called a pogrom one of the worst pogroms in history it was 50 years before the Baal Shemite was born when there was a very famous Russia evil person. His name was Kamelnitsky. Khamelnitsky in the year Toftes made a rebellion. He rebelled against the Polish government and against the Russian government and he gathered many, many Cossacks with him and they conquered all of Europe, all of Poland and Russia, and wherever they went, they killed Jews. They killed many, many Jews. Tens and thousands of Jews were killed. It was a terrible time. After that war, when finally Khamenevsky was, you know, they were all killed, they were captured and killed, and uh, the Jews were safe again, but the Jews were very poor because many, many Jews lost their homes, lost their, their land, they lost everything. So Jews became very, very poor. And uh, this this poverty, this 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 terrible situation continued for a while, because it was so terrible what they did, these Kazakhs, that it took a long time for the Jews to start having their homes back and making money again to live a normal life. So the Bashemtov Tov, Try to do something very special. He thought it would be better for Jews instead of living in big cities. Jews used to live in big cities. Big cities are very hard. There's not so much, so many jobs for everybody. So he would encourage a lot of Jews to go to live in villages, small villages. So they would have farms. People would have farms, animals, uh, farms where they would plant things. He wanted Jews to be farmers. He thought Jews, I mean, they live in small settlements, right? They, they could make a good living, make a, enough money to live, and live a nice life and live a Jewish life, to tear mitzvah and build small communities in these villages. And so he would go from village to village and, and try to talk to the Goyim, see if, if there's room for Jews to move in there, to have a farm and to help um, you know, the other farmers. And so little by little, the Bashantov managed to get many Jews to move in different places. In some cases, they were sent to have made a, a new settlement, a new village that wasn't there before. And Jews would move there and they would you know, develop a farm, farms with, with, with land and, and, and they would make a living, right? And, and they would take all the produce and the eggs and the milk and, and the vegetables that would grow in the farms and they would take it to the big city and sell it on the marketplace. And that's how they made a living. One of those families was a couple who Dolshantov helped a lot, like he helped many. He gave them money, loans, so they'd be able to buy land. And they were a very simple couple. He was not very learned, the husband, but they didn't have any children. That couple had a farm, they lived a good life, but they were very sad, they didn't have any children. For many years they were married, but they didn't have any children. It was that Pesach when the Bar Shem Tov was very sad, and in the middle of the Seder they started laughing. It was during that Seder that the husband and wife they lived in a small settlement, which the Balshemtov had encouraged them to live there. And they sat down for the Seder, they made Kiddush on the first cup of wine, and started reading the haggadah. And the husband and wife discussed the haggadah. And when they came to the Pasuk, call haben ha where we describe how the wicked evil power told his soldiers his officers that every baby boy that's born from the jewish people you should throw it into the river and when she came to that ward the her wife burst out crying hysterically husband asked her, why are you crying don't worry there's a good ending in the end hashem took us out of mitzrayim so why are you sad and she says no because If Hashem would have given us a child, I would treat my child much better than he treats his children. We the Jewish people are his children. Look how he treated us. Look what sorrows and troubles we had. I wouldn't have treated my son like that. If he gave me a son, I would treat my son so much better. And the husband says to her, but you know what? We don't understand everything Hashem does, but everything he does is because he loves us, even if we don't understand. She says, yeah, but look, Look, the Jewish people, are they bad? They're very good. Look how much tzedakah Jewish people give. They give much more tzedakah than the goyim. They daven, they go to shul. They're so good. They do the mitzvahs that Hashem asked them to do. Why are the goyim having it easy? They don't have golas. They don't have the tzorahs we have. We have tzorahs. Why? We are Hashem's children. We are the ones who do the mitzvahs. We are the ones who give tzedakah and daven to Him every day. Why wouldn't Hashem treat us nicer? And she cried and cried was very upset and he's saying no 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 well hashem has a reason we don't know and she kept saying no look at the jewish how beautiful people are look jews are so wonderful and as she was saying this says the balsham tov a commotion happened in shomayim because she said it with such simple sincerity she was she meant it and she wanted so hard that hashem should give Jews, you know, a better life. Now, at that time, in Shemaim, there was a terrible, terrible decree that was waiting to come against a Jewish settlement of 400 families. 400 Jewish families lived in that settlement. And the first day of Pesach in the morning, there was a decree in Shemaim. Some Malachim came and said that those people did something wrong, and the Goyim, it was Sunday morning, the Goyim would come that first day of Pesach, which was Sunday morning, after they go to church, and they would beat up all the Jews. And who knows, maybe they'll kill some people. But then there were good Malachim who said, no, 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 why should we do this? And there was a big debate in Shemaim going on between the good Malachim and the other Malachim, the Malachim that were critical of the Jews, and the Malachim that tried to defend the Jews, and the Moshentor says, this started before erev Pesach, and I saw this during Dikos Hametz, and I became very sad. I was nervous. I was afraid that the Malachim, who were accusing the Jewish people, and wanted this the settlement to be suffering terrible, terrible suffering, on the first day of Pesach, I was afraid they're going to win. And so I became very concerned, and I tried and Daven and Daven, and I told you to daven, but I saw nothing helped. So I decided we need to have Bitochen. So I, that's why we sp- I spoke to you after Mincha about Bitochen. Because when you tried everything and, and it doesn't work, then you just have Bitochen. Trust in Hashem, Hashem will help. But then came the night of the Seder. And this simple couple, a husband and wife, were sitting at the Seder. And she was telling her husband, look how wonderful the Jewish people are. Look how many mitzvahs they do. When she said these words, Inshamayim became very, very excited. There was a big excitement going on. Look what this woman is saying. Now, this is not over, that story is not over yet. This couple kept saying the God, and every time they argued about whether Hashem is treating the Jewish people well enough or not. And she said, no, the Jews are really wonderful. Hashem should treat them nicely. If I had a son, I would treat him so much nicer. And towards the end of the Seder, they finished the fourth cup of wine, you know. In those days, wine wasn't like today, like 5% alcohol. Yeah, wine was a little stronger, you know. And if you drink a lot of four cups of wine, especially after a very long day with a lot of hard work and you're exhausted during the Seder, and then you drink four cups of wine, on top of that, you know what's going to happen? You get a little dipsy, a little bit drunk. So they got very happy, you know. You get drunk, you get a little happy. So they stood up from the Seder table and decided to dance, and husband and wife started dancing with great joy. It's Pesach. And they danced and danced for hours. And Hashem said at that moment, a huge simcha broke out in all the heavens, in Gan Eden, everywhere in the Shaman's Malachim. Got very excited with joy because this couple was dancing with such simcha because it's Pesach. Hashem took us out of time. And when simcha broke out in Shemayim the Malachim that wanted to attack and criticize and accuse the Jewish people, got quiet. And it was decided that when this community will not suffer any terrible things, and they were saved. Boshemtov says, when I saw how this couple was dancing in what Semche in Shemaim, I started laughing. I was so excited, full over, full of joy. I was, mom is laughing. I found it so funny. A simple couple, look what she said at the Seder table and how it caused such a, an amazing Simcha and Shammai. And while well, Shem Tov said, Hashem should be blessed. He chose the Torah, and He chose Moshe, and He chose the Jewish people who are called the Israel. And some of those Jews, Yisrael, are simple Yisrael, they're simple Jews. They do better and they can have a bigger effect in Shemaim than Shalik Baal Shem Tov. He talked about himself. I tried so hard to and it, it didn't work. A simple couple, they just, it's just simple, sad, they didn't know what goes on in Shemaim, but they were just, you know, really honestly saying to Hashem, please help the Jews. They really deserve it. And that did it. The Alta Rebbe told that story to his grandson, the Tzemach Tzedek. And he said, he heard from his Rebbe, the Maggit, that he heard it from the Baal Shem Tov. That when a Jew has a hard time, he suffer from something. He should have Betochen, that Hashem will help. But when somebody else is suffering, don't have Betochen, just go help him. If he did everything to help him and you can't anymore, you see, I tried everything and it's, he still needs help, then you should have betach. It's exactly what the taught did. At first, he davened and cried and told the Talmudim to daven. They waited a whole day till, and when they didn't have, by mincha, he saw, he saw, they tried everything and it didn't work. He told the Talmudim to have betach. And then Hashem helped that because of this simple couple, everything changed.